Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Created for those committed to mastery and success. Coming to you from Manly, Australia, we break down the science and philosophy of optimal performance so you can unleash your potential. Hey guys, welcome to Flow Nuggets. I'm Jiro Taylor, the founder of Flow State Collective. And today I wanted to give a introduction to meditation. This is obviously something that we could talk about for a, a longer time than this flow nugget will allow, but I'm just going to give a very brief introduction to the why of meditation. Because I believe that meditation is the most powerful and transformative practice anyone can embark on. And in my personal life, uh, meditation has more than probably anything has led me closer to to my full potential. And uh, it's something that I believe that everybody who is aspiring for peak performance, anybody who wants to unleash their full potential in life, I really believe has got to consider meditation as a tool or a practice or a pathway for their life. So first of all, I'll just explain what meditation is, at least what I feel meditation is. So I I view it as a, a training method for the mind, a systematic training method for the mind. And over time, through consistent practice, we can actually change the neurological profile of our brain. Some parts grow, others shrink. Some parts of our brain start communicating better with other parts of the brain. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So you can see meditation as as in that sort of very materialistic, in that very materialist view as as a way to train the mind. You can also see it as a spiritual practice. And when I say spiritual, I'm simply referring to the essence of who you are, the essence of who I am, beyond the thoughts. You know when your head's thinking one thing and your heart's feeling another? That voice of intuition or that knowing is what I'm talking about. So in that context, meditation is the spiritual practice of connecting with your heart, connecting with your intuition or with your instincts. So what's the point of it? Why why bother meditating? Well, Deepak Chopra said, meditation is not a way of making your mind quiet. It's a way of entering into the quiet that's already there, buried under the 50,000 thoughts the average person thinks every day. So I think Deepak's even underestimating it. Some people, some neuroscientists have said that we think up to 90,000 thoughts a day. And apparently up to 90% of the thoughts that we think every day are the same ones that we had yesterday. In other words, we're not that creative. Our thinking minds are not not as useful, creative, or purposeful as we might like to think. A lot of the stuff that we think, a lot of that kind of um, incessant thought that we have is simply regurgitated, repurposed stuff from the day before. The right sort of thought is extremely important and extremely useful, but um, a lot of the thought, I guess mindless thought, what some people call monkey mind, uh, where the mind's just jumping around from one thing to another, that's really not that useful. In fact, it could be seen as as harmful. Um, So meditation is basically is a tool that deals with that. One of the Greek philosophers, Plato, came up with a great analogy for describing meditation. He said that the mind of man is a ship on which all the sailors have mutinied, And they've locked the captain in the hold. And he said that the the sailors believe that they're free. So they steer the ship as, as they feel in each moment. First one sailor steers the ship, 
then another sailor steers the ship. So the ship, as you can imagine, is just erratic and directionless. The sailors, they can't agree on a goal and they can't navigate. So Plato said the task of a human being is to free the captain and to quell the mutiny. And this is how to achieve real freedom. But putting down this mutiny doesn't happen overnight. It takes years of hard work because the sailors, i.e. our thoughts, they reject discipline and avoid it. Our minds use sleepiness, boredom, overthinking, fidgeting, and loads of techniques to avoid being disciplined. So if you consider for a moment that analogy, that the mind of man is a ship on which the sailors have mutinied and they've locked the captain in the hold. Well, according to this analogy, meditation is the method by which we unlock the captain or the navigator of the ship. We connect with a part of ourselves. You might call it your heart. You might call it your intuition. You might call it your higher self. You might call it your true self. You might call it your soul. But whatever it is, the captain, the navigator, the person that's guiding us, that's what we're trying to connect with when we meditate. And really, connecting with that part of ourselves has got a hell of a lot to do with our full human potential. Let's talk about that a little bit more because that's interesting. So often when people talk about meditation, they talk about it being like a, a path of the heart. And what do they really mean by that? Well, the way I see it is very simple. We've got two main systems. We've got the path of the mind or the path of the heart. Our mind is analytical. It judges things. It likes to weigh one thing, one thing against another. And it's really good for building rockets and spaceships and for planning how to get from A to B or for putting a man on the moon or building skyscrapers and stuff like that or for building really awesome stuff. It's great. But our other system, call it our heart, call it our intuition, call it your instincts, this is where really our, our zest for life, this is where our capacity to love, our ability to feel connected to other beings comes from. This is when we appreciate, when we're in awe of a sunset or when we're in awe of a performance that we see or we feel like in love with our intimate partner, that's not coming from a place of analysis and logic. We're not logicking ourselves to that feeling of love and surrender. <laughs> that's coming from a place deep within. So my belief is that to unlock your full human potential, you've got to be able to use both of these systems. You've got to be able to use the thinking mind when it's appropriate to use the thinking mind. And you've got to be able to use your heart or your intuition or your higher self, whatever you like to call it, when it's appropriate to use that. So meditation, it's not really a mystical practice or a spiritual practice. People who sort of tarnish it with the woo-woo brush and think it's... I even heard someone the other day call it hocus-pocus, and it's just hilarious because it's just so simple. It's just about being yourself and knowing something about who that is. And it's realizing that you are on the path, whether you like it or not, you're on the path of your own life. And trust me, when you start meditating regularly and you really develop a practice... It's amazing. You start feeling in tune with something else. You start feeling in tune with who you really are. You start having greater clarity on things like your purpose in life. I believe it's like meditation is the process of coming home to who you really are. And only from that solid foundation can you really figure out the big questions in life. Like, why are you here? 
Why are you doing what you're doing? What is it that you should be spending your life doing? All these things come from a place of deep awareness. And deep awareness is what meditation really trains you for. So for, what, so for people who are more scientifically inclined, I just wanted to give a few examples uh, because there's been a fantastic collision of science and spirituality in recent years. And there's been wonderful research being done. So many research projects have been done um, on meditation. So I'll just give you a few results of these things which, which might appeal to the, to the scientific minds out there. So a study by Sarah Lazar and her team at Harvard found that eight weeks of mindfulness meditation was found to actually increase gray matter, so increase the cortical thickness in the hippocampus, which is a part of the brain that governs learning and memory. And in certain areas of the brain that play a role in emotional regulation um, and emotional processes. So basically, we're talking about an increase in gray matter in part of the brain that governs learning, memory, and emotions. Amazing. She also found out that there were decreases in gray matter or a reduction in size in the amygdala. And the amygdala is basically our alert. It's our alarm bell. It's, it's the part of the brain responsible for fear, anxiety, and stress. So think about that. Eight weeks of meditation is proven to decrease the size of our amygdala, and our amygdala is responsible for fear, anxiety, and stress. Another study uh, from the, at the University of California found that even just with 20 minutes a day of practice, students were able to perform, uh, increase their performance on certain tests of cognitive skill, in some cases performing 10 times higher than the group who did not meditate. At UCLA, the Laboratory of Neuroimaging found that long-term meditators had larger amounts of gyrification, which is folding of the cortex, which basically allows people to process information faster. Another study found that those who practiced Zen meditation frequently had a higher pain threshold. In fact, countless studies have shown that meditation increases the ability to stay in focus. It improves learning, memory, self-awareness, emotional intelligence. The list goes on. It's not just the wise dudes or the ancient guys or the, or the, the guys sitting cross-legged in the park or the hippies or whatever. It's not just these people that are talking about meditation being great. It's the most hardcore of scientists who are also coming to the table and saying meditation does amazing things for humans. Okay, guys, so before I sign off from this flow nugget, I just wanted to give a little exercise for you. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, meditation is obviously many different techniques, and I think that there's a lot, um, a lot of people can get lost in all the varieties of meditation. But uh, let's just keep it really simple. Just wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether it's sitting, standing, walking, sat at your desk, just become aware of your breath. Just become aware of your breath. And through becoming aware of your breath, you're immersing yourself into the moment. And just take three deep, mindful breaths. Just being aware of the sensations of your breathing. Being aware of where your mind is. 
and just choosing to bring it back to the sensations of your breath. And guys, as a home practice, if you haven't got a meditation practice, just do that. Just spend a couple of minutes with your eyes closed, sitting, standing, lying down, whatever, and just tune in to your breathing. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that flow nugget. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.